BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, this is Lisa from BeastNet Podcast and today we're talking with Erica Bogan and Brian the One-Legged Beast. How's it going guys? It's going good. We are wonderful. Excited to be back on BeastNet. Right. This is like what the third or fourth time, Erica. <laughs> Maybe fifth or sixth. <laughs> it's oh, been quite a few. Yeah. Um, well, tell me a little bit about yourselves, Erica, if you want to go ahead and start first. So I am Erica Bogan. Um, I'm an adaptive athlete, a paraplegic um, from the waist down. And um I have done to date 27 OCRs, the majority of them being um, Spartans. I have three trifectas, um, but not more than one in the same season. So this year, it's definitely one of my big goals is to get a times two. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> my name is the One Leg Beast. Um, what can I tell you about myself? I am uh, amputee. I am Above amputee, um, I'm the first um, one leg person to do the savage race on crutches and on one leg um, six times. I've been doing it once a year for almost, for six years. I'm the first one to do it, and I actually had a, a person join me. His name is Footless Freak. He is the second adapted athlete to have accomplished that. That's six miles on crutches on one leg. Um, not a lot of people can 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 say they've done that he's he's the first and now not even the only but was the first that so is. then actually um one leg's very first race um with me was totally unplanned and um it was my second beast in central florida in 2019 and then we kind of like reconnected in 2021 and started doing spartans together um, we so far are the only um, paraplegic and amputee to uh, conquer obstacles together, meaning that he is literally my leg because he only has one um, and climbs, uh, climbs and, and carries me with no legs. You know, I have legs, but they don't work. Um, carries me over that, the highest and, and toughest uh, obstacles in Spartan. I have seen your guys' videos that you've posted on Facebook and social media, and that is just awe-inspiring to see you guys going up over those obstacles together. Um, what, was it just like a random thing that you had decided to do, or what made you guys decide to do those together? Uh, I will say, I will say it was random. I just wanted to try it, you know what I mean, see, because I, I, I knew I had the, the, the power to pick her up. And not only that, because I've, I've done ruck. Ruck is when you, when you carry a, a weighted vest to a whole obstacle course. You get actually a passion on savage race. But I just wanted to, I wanted to try. Not only that, I, I just probably, I wanted to give her that the experience of her, you know, trying something different. Yeah. You know? I've seen it, but what it feels like, like when I'm on his back, I'm able to see a Spartan race from a totally different point of view than anything I've ever experienced before. Um, I know for me, I, I was, was totally on board with it when he mentioned it, because I know that when, when able-bodied people who are making excuses in the festival area um, of a Spartan race as to why they're not going to do a race, that they're gonna sit and watch people do it. When they see a man with one leg carrying a paraplegic, with virtually no legs, I hope that that's their their um, their sign to get off their ass and just go do it, just try yeah. it, um, because you you know you never know what you're capable of doing until you try, right? Everything that we want is on the other side of fear. Yeah, um, I know how empowering that is. Plus, I really like I always want to, and I know that that B is very similar to me, where we always want to like continue to level up. The things and like what people might think we're able to do and so when he was like get on my back let's do this I'm like okay yeah like there's not really a lot of question I trust him obviously um to to not drop me I know that he protects me 
Um, but then also just knowing that that's, that's more empowering than anything. I think neither one of us really like the word inspirational more like we want to empower people. Makes sense. Makes absolute sense. Are you guys planning on doing any more races together or what's your plan for <laughs> this year? <laughs> Are we planning on doing any more races? <laughs> so, Saturday yeah, actually, Sunday. actually, this Saturday and Sunday, we have um, Spartan weekend, this super weekend in, um, in Atlanta. And then we have um, Charlotte. We're doing a savage race together also in Charlotte this year. Um, and then we have like something really huge that we're doing. Um, you know, most people that are listening know that in September, um, I am going to Kilimanjaro to climb the world's tallest freestanding mountain. Um, we now have kind of switched things up a bit and, and added another element to it. And uh, we're currently raising funds um, for One Leg Beast to join me and um, climb this mountain together and uh, really, really hopefully make a huge impact on people and get people's attention so we can talk more about suicide in our community, in the disabled community. And then after we come back, wait, I'm not done. After we come back in November, he's putting his head down. We're doing the world's (laughs) toughest mutter. November in Florida, the 24-hour race. (laughs) (laughs) That was Erica's great idea. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I don't know why. I already signed up. I signed. I signed. I signed up my 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 death certificate. No, he's not going to be carrying me through the whole 24-hour race. Maybe on some obstacles. Um, we're definitely going to be saving our bodies, so my shoulders and his legs, um, just to be able to do as many laps as possible. Yeah. Um, that's, a whole, that's a whole day of just, you know, having a lot of fun. 24 hours of having a lot of fun, I guess. And a lot of complaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, a whole lot of that already. Already. Well, what's well, set on the course Even stays leveling on the course. up. Yeah, it does definitely leveling up. <laughs> and you're right. What happens? I don't really try the small. I, I always end up going straight up to the hardest things to do. Because I didn't know, you know, they had baby stacks before you end up. No, they, I always end up getting, you know, thrown in the in the hard stuff first, you know, to get it over, I guess, you know, then I work my way to the small stuff. So if we're going to be doing this together, I was like, you know what, let's do the 24-hour one. And I didn't really give him a chance to say no. I was just kind of like, we're doing it. <laughs> so we're signed up. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, with that said we actually have one or two I know I'll be doing two or three tough mutters um just to really really prepare because from all of the feedback that we've been getting from the community and um specifically from people that run with our team with more hearts and scars that have done lots of tough mutters um it's totally different than what we're used to with Spartan so um I guess there's going to be a lot of mud not anybody would think there would be a lot of mud and a tough mudder, but that's definitely one of the biggest elements that's the hardest for us. I see your face. I see the face <laughs> that you're making me right now. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't too happy about being in mud all day, you know, or, you know. Mud adds an extra level of, um, of suck for both of us, but more so for him um, because of his prosthetic. Yeah, I can understand. I could see that. I could totally see that. I end up ruining my prosthetic. Then I won't have to make more donations to get a new one. <laughs> right. So it's a good thing we're doing Kilimanjaro before World's Toughest. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah, so we have lots on the schedule this year. Uh, definitely sounds you guys got lots of on the schedule. Mount Kilimanjaro, how did that all come into play? for like adding B into the mix? Yeah, so I, um, 
they over the the course of the last couple of years and and him and I doing what we do in Spartan races I've gotten a ton of feedback not just from the people that are on course with us but other people total strangers that see what he's doing for me and um and, and the impact that that's had on even getting other people to be like you know what I want to help like I don't want to run for podium I want to go out and do something bigger than myself um, is really huge. And so my thinking when I asked him if he wanted to do this crazy adventure with me was exactly just really trying to get people's attention. Um, I know that just me by myself, I'm already getting a lot of attention from it, which is the point. Um, the more awareness that we can bring, you know, people don't really realize that because our community is such a very small, isolated community, people don't realize um, the impact that suicide is really having um, on, on people with disabilities. And, and it's not just people in wheelchairs, it's all across the board, all different abilities, whether it was somebody who was born with um, a different ability or somebody who acquired an injury like Brian and I. Um, suicide is, is it's, it's heavy and it's horrible and it's running rampant. And, um, you know, adding one leg beast to this with me just really made me realize that this is gonna really get people's attention. Um, even more so, um, you know, we're, he's actually been a part also of the current filming, um, that I've been doing over the course of the last two years, um, for the documentary around, not just my story, but my friend's stories. And um, when I say my friend's stories, my friends who have taken their lives, um, who are no longer with us, um, along with other, other people in the disabled community who I'm currently friends with that are still alive that have also dealt with the suicidal ideation and just the dark depths that depression brings into our lives. And, you know, the general population, I do believe over the last course of the last two and a half, three years have all been in, in darker times and we've all had our own struggles. Um, but those were magnified for our community and um, specifically throughout the pandemic people who are already feeling isolated and depressed are now being told you need to stay home and isolate yourself even more, um, which is the number one um, breaking point for somebody who's already idealizing killing themselves and taking their life. Um, but then you add the recession that we're in and the economy right now. So times are hard for everybody. We, as people who are living with disabilities, already fight financially just to be able to keep our heads above water. Um, the majority of us live on very minimal incomes and are not able to hold jobs because of the different government caps that are placed right now on funding for people with disabilities. And so I know that I've lost countless friends, again, to suicide. And a lot of those people, it was either chronic pain or chronic financial stresses and worries. And, and feeling as if they have no way out, there's no other option. And so I'm, I'm hoping by doing this that we're not only going to really shed light on our community um, and um, this, this darkness that's kind of been over us for way too long, um, but also hopefully with that awareness that we're going to bring, be able to get resources put in place um, whether that's, you know, a hotline, I know B and I have even talked about it um, in the last couple of days of, you know, what if there was a hotline one day through a nonprofit that we're able to start throughout all of this and sharing our stories and doing this, um, this huge adventure in Africa, um, you know, having a hotline that specifically there's peer support people who are trained who actually live with disabilities and can understand and um, something that's specific for our community um, is greatly needed. And so hopefully by getting people's attention, we'll be able to kind of get the ball rolling and save some more lives. That's awesome. And, you know, it's obvious, like, every, like you said, everybody's struggling through everything that's gone on. But it's also like you, the, the community that you guys are a part of desperately needs more awareness and more I guess less hiding in the shadows not that you guys hide in the shadows but it's more of us able-bodied people who just don't it's not in front of our face and yeah. so I can only imagine what you guys have to deal with because there's not really a lot of outreach and so so many people probably just stay quiet but you know 
I think you're right. Like having a hotline so that, you know, you guys can, people in your community can reach out, which is amazing yeah. to hear that that's like kind of in the forefront of your minds that you want to bring forward. Um, one of the biggest things I think we've said that people don't understand about our community is that because there is this stigma, this element of like, oh, we're, oh, we're so inspirational that it's a lot harder for us, um, specifically people like B and I who live with disabilities every day, but are really, really in the spotlight because of what we do as adaptive athletes. Yeah. And um, then we're really, really always being told how inspirational we are. And, and I know for me, that was very heavy to carry. Um, because I didn't feel inspirational. Um, I felt lonely and defeated and sad and pissed off that I was paralyzed and yeah, all of the negatives. And so I didn't feel like I could be vulnerable and transparent and say, Hey guys, I know that you think I'm inspirational, but I'm really hurting and I don't feel inspirational right now. I feel like killing myself. But I, I never felt like I could say that and be vulnerable and really reach out to the people that, that were in my corner and that did have my back because those were the people that were telling me more than anything that I was their hero. So like, how can I tell you right now that I want to kill myself when you're sitting here telling me how I'm your hero? Um, so there's, a, there's another element of pressure that, that people I don't think understand when it comes to our community and why it's a lot harder, I think. And this is me speaking from my own personal experience and just from the experience of, that others have shared with me who also live with disabilities is that's one of the hardest parts, you know, yeah. is that we don't feel like we really can say, hey, I'm hurting, I'm in a dark place, I wanna die, even though I don't really wanna die. <laughs> Where'd he go? I don't know. <laughs> I hope he comes back. Dude, we didn't scare you away. Like, where'd he go? No, no. He'll come back, hopefully. Yeah, just so everybody here. knows, we've been having some technical difficulties. Just a little. Just a little. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. At BeastNetPod. I just, I just want people to understand that we just like everybody else. We just either loot, we just, you know, missing some parts or a little, or missing some screws in the head. Well, now we just like everybody else. Like, yeah, like, like, you know, like, oh, you're inspirational. Yeah, you know what? So are you. Right. Like, what makes me right. more different than you are? Because you see me out there with walking with a leg. So what? I'm, I'm doing the same thing you you are doing, but the only thing is that you you see my disability. That's what the that's what the ours you know, is visible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm seeing right there. So you know, so that's why it's like. But you know, it's just like when 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 I went, when I go everywhere, the, the first thing that somebody that come tells me, "Hey, thank you for your service. Thank you for my service. I haven't been served. You know, like." You don't even know my like story, I didn't lose my leg me. in a war. Exactly. Like how you assume something like that? Most people lose body parts because of their health, because they don't take care of their health and they end up catching diabetes and, and lose something, you know. So I've learned that because everybody that I met in the streets or I or I come across, I always ask, hey, how did you lose your arm or your leg or whatever? All diabetes, diabetes, and then you know, you catch the, the few ones, you know. Uh, accidents or you know stuff like that or whatever but mostly we're not all all veterans yeah you know what i'm saying like i've actually had somebody crazy. tell me thank you for my service before too when i was in the airport because i carry a tactical bag which is like my race bag my ocr bag but somebody i have a patch that says like every day i fight which is depression awareness but somebody came up and, yeah. and said thank you for your service and i'm like my dad served but they would have ate me alive. Like I haven't served. <laughs> that yeah, is just mind boggling to me. And maybe it's just yeah. because of how I was raised. I don't know, but I would never, the thought has never crossed my mind to walk up to somebody who has a visible disability and say, thank you for your service. I mean, like, yeah, what a huge thing oh, to guess just be mad. Like, well, right. like, you well, know what happened to me you thanking me exactly like what a like right wow so what that a don't crazy. Say nothing. 
that's a brazen thing to just say to somebody when you don't, A, you don't know them. And then just to automatically assume something like. Uh, when you take two people like, like B and I, right? So like, I have a really sad story on how I got hurt. Most people that know me, for those that don't, that are listening to this episode, I was injured because of domestic violence. It's a sad story. B always says he doesn't have a sad story. He did it to himself. He was being reckless on a motorcycle and he lost his leg. So like our vision is through sharing our stories and especially together is that people stop worrying about how we got hurt and instead focus on what we've done with our lives since then, because both of us could have very easily given up and we could have very easily been like, fuck you life, we're done. And just merely been like breathing and going through the motions of life. But instead we did the opposite and we did positive things with our lives. We didn't have to do that. Those were conscious, intentional choices that both of us have made. I don't know about you, B, but I wasn't an athlete before I got injured. I stayed far away from anything that had to do with physical activity. Unless it was putting a new port to my lips. I mean, seriously, like I, I wasn't, I had, I didn't have the motivation to do the stuff that I did before I got hurt, but I used, when I got hurt, I used all of those emotions to empower myself and chose to do something positive with it. And I think that everybody every day has the same choice. You can wake up every day and say, you know what, I'm going to do something positive with my life today. Whether you lose a limb, whether you get paralyzed or whether you're walking, or maybe your battle is a weight loss battle. Maybe you're battling cancer. Maybe you're battling depression. Whatever it is, you have a choice every day to make. That's right. Where you, you weren't an athlete. I think I remember you telling me that before. You weren't an athlete really before you got hurt. No, no. I was an athlete. It's like, if I had two legs right now, man, uh, I'll, be, I'll be still running. Be doing my five Ks. I probably would have been doing elites and savage sparring, but I never, I never, I always wanted to do it, but I never did it. You know what I mean? So it took me to lose yeah. my life to start doing sparring race and savage race. Well, my first race was savage, so I'm always gonna be. Uh, I didn't know my story from from that gate, so right. I'm always gonna. I appreciate those people that took a lot. You know, like this, we just crutch over there when I didn't have a a prosthetic and. Everybody looking at me, you know, and, and it was a mission because pff, just signing in, I had a, I had a crutch. It's like before the race, I'm already, I've already done a half a mile and I don't even know what the fuck I'm getting myself into six more miles, you know, and I'm here thinking like, damn, man, how am I going to do With no prosthetic. How am I going to do this? You know, and I was skinny. I've never done such a thing. And I'm here thinking, you know what? And now he's a beast. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to start this and finish, it. and and it was a, it's a mind. If you, if you ever tell people you want to find yourself, the, the way to find yourself is go to a, go to a fucking savage race, a sparring race, go to, go to a fucking OCR race, go do something, and I promise you, you will find yourself out there if you're out there by yourself or with your team. But regardless of what they, what shape you are, you will find yourself. You're gonna see. What you made out of, you know, what you're capable of, all types of I found myself. I was out there alone. I made friends along the way. If it wasn't because of those three people at the end that tagged along, I probably would have not made it. It was rough. It was rough my first time. You had no idea what you were signing up for. No. And then let alone, let alone doing it on a prosthetic on one leg. You know what I'm saying? And I and I had no option, uh, but I wanted to do it. I told myself. If everybody, if, if, if everybody can do it, why can't I do it in crutches and one leg? What's different? Am I going a little slow? It's like the turtle and, and, the, and the rabbit, you know? Yeah, I remember, the tortoise and the I remember yeah. I wasn't, out of those 3,000 people, I wasn't the last person. I, re, I remember it was, it, was, it was like the line. Every time I, all those people started, it's, you know what? It's like how they tell, the, the, some, some person told me, an old guy, I can't remember who they really told me, but they told me this. It's, it's not all about how you start. But it's all about how you finish. So, like, my mm-hmm. starting was shitty. One, one step at a time, slow, slow. Everybody blew by me. But somewhere along the way, along in mile three, mile four, whatever mile, you start getting tired. And I'm and I'm there one step at a time with a nice, good pace, catching up to you. And I remember when I see my first victim, 
I was like, I see, I'm cashing up. So I'm, I'm just kept going faster, <laughs> faster to pass that person. And it kept going into like, I made it to the finish line. And I was like, if I can do this, what else can I do? And then you sparked up my, my OCR career and then doing kind of steady competing with able-bodied people. I got recognized in that division too. I started a lot of this stuff. So me losing my legs, was, like to me, it was good. Some people don't take it so good. I have somebody that I know. Me trying to talk to him, to him about you know the situation, but he 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 says it is he, in his words it's a it's a whack vibe being an amputee. It bothers me when he says that because I asked him why. I've been talking about saying his name or nothing, but I've been talking to him, and, and when I see the 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 stuff that he has, the life that he has, I'm like, bro, you got the freaking American dream, and you here complaining about being an amputee and you have what well, most people that have two legs don't even have like i don't understand this like i don't know yeah. how to talk some sense but that's the same kid a, a long time ago i i know I, I know i saved him somehow because he i know he wanted to kill himself and i think he's suffering through the same thing as we speak now maybe three four years later he can't i think i don't think not everybody can adjust to the lifestyle of being an amputee you know yeah. Whether you have all the money in the world or you have all the fancy stuff or the lifestyle or, or the privileged stuff that you have, yo, that's it. You up. Your attitude like, is what's going to determine how you make you, it. You know how many times I invited this kid to do the savage race with me, to do the Spartan race with me, to, to try this environment that it could maybe spark some good habits or maybe inspire you to do something great? Still, I can't get her to do. You know, he could have been the second, the third, the third person to doing crutches in one leg. You know, thinking like you find yourself. Like I tell you, even people that have two legs. I have a, I have a friend that she's gonna join me next year, uh, twenty twenty three, um, doing the crutches in one leg. So um, she signed up for that. Like, she yeah. wants, to, she wants to be a practitioner. She wants to. She don't want to read something. <clears throat> she don't want to hear my story. She wants to. She wants to, uh, she heard it, but she wants to put it, she wants to put it to work to see how it was. Like, yo, you know what? That shit was rough. She wants to say that. Yeah, but but she's going to try it for herself. So that's the whole thing. Like right there, he just motivated somebody to level up. Yep. We're trying to accomplish, level up. Level up, what's your excuse? There are no excuses. You know, we're really, really hoping. We, we just launched, um, we still have some funds to, to raise for Kilimanjaro. So we actually just launched some t-shirts that went on sale. Yes. Um, to, to help us fund this mission and, and on the t-shirts, it talks about breaking the stigma and raising our voices for mental health. Oh, that um, is awesome. And then Brian also is selling, he's got a one leg beast fans. I don't know if you can see mine in there. I can see it without my glasses. Yeah, That's amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's literally from the kindness of others. Like every single penny that's donated is helping us be able to, to build this empire and to hopefully continue to help and empower other people, not just with disabilities, not just on the race course, but in everything that we do. I definitely like, think you guys will accomplish that, but I have to agree with both of you on finding yourself, um, in a Spartan race or in an OCR. I've, I have done the same thing. I, it becomes like a safe place because you feel like you can work your shit out in your head, but you're still surrounded. You, by work, you can work your fucking demons out of there. Every time I go to the Spartan race, or savage race or any race I can do, I'm going there to go fight to get my mental right, man. Yeah, and I got, I got, I got hours, hours in there talking to myself, listening to my David Goggins, and doing whatever I need to do to, you know, to get to the finish line one step at a time because it gets rough out there, and then it's you, yeah. it's you versus your mind, and something. The thing yep. is, who knows you more than you? Your fucking mind knows you. all your secrets. Yeah. Everything about you that you think you can yeah. hide, your mind knows. So you, you And you, anything you, you tell your brain, it's going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. You're and also, not. like, 
I usually run with a team of people. I've done it with more heart than scars. And I have a small group of friends that I normally run with. And it's all kind of, we all get it. Sometimes we need to separate from the group for a little bit. And it's more just because that separation, just whatever's going on up here, walking away for a minute, just kind of going to work it out. I, yeah. It quiets it down a little bit. And then you can join back with the group and have fun yeah. or whatever, but it's like one of those unspoken things. Okay. They need a minute. It's cool. But you're completely right. Is that those demons that shit in your head that you're only know you can work through it, but it's like a safe place. And I find when I push my body and my mind at the same time, it is more healing than just trying to like push through like whatever's going on up here without that physical push. Absolutely. Absolutely. Embracing the suck. Well, there's, there's times too, when I see him towards the end of the race, start to kind of, he's like, Oh, we still got to go. And I'm like, come on. Like we got it. We're not quitting. We're not quitting. We're going to keep going and vice versa. There's times where I'm out there bitching and whining and, and he's like, shut up. Let's go. Come on. We got to go. We got to finish that. We got a medal to get, you know, Uh, empowering, empowering each other. Yeah. I have a good friend, um, Jody. She's, um, she's been through a lot like domestic, you know, from domestic violence, she speaks up about it and the races, you know, they're physically hard on, uh, on her, on me. And there's been a couple of times where she's been like, you know, the festival's right there. And I'm just like, I looked at her and I'm like, you are not allowed to casually quit. And she just kind of looked at me like, you can't casually quit. You got to keep going. And I have, sent her voice memos at races that I can't be with her at. And I'm just like, just so you know, you cannot casually quit today. And you know, it's just one of those things. You, it's, it's that you got to keep pushing. Yeah. It sucks. And you want to give up, but keep pushing. Cause that, keep going. that ending that, that metal, that holy shit, I can't believe I did this is worth every moment of the suck. Yeah. This, it's the, the sense of accomplishment you get once you realize what you just finished, especially yeah. after you look at that course map when you're done. <laughs> like I just did all that. <laughs> I look at it beforehand. I, I never look you. at it. I never look at the course. I, I, I refuse to ever look at that. I don't got. I, don't I say I actually sent it to him I, yesterday. I sent him the Atlanta race and he's like, what's that for? I'm like, it's the course map. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like what I do with that? Because I don't know what to do with that. So I don't ever look at that. I like I, to see what obstacles are going to be there, especially for the longer, for the beast and the super. I like to see what obstacles are going to have out there so that I'm, and where they're at. So I know, do I need to expect the dunk wall in the very beginning when it's cold and like, or do I need to wait, save my shoulders for the A-frame at the end? Like you never really know where they're at. That's why I like to look at the map. I like to see if my favorite obstacles are there, like the tire flip. I love the tire flip and I get so bummed out when I, I see it's not flip. there. <laughs> but also I, like, tire flip. I like maps anyways. So it's like, okay. And I kind of in my head can like visualize like, oh, we're going to this turn and this turn. Other than that, I really don't care and I like to see like if there's an ultra I like to see what the hell those guys have to do too and I'm just like oh, uh I'm so glad that's what I haven't now. signed us up for yet <laughs> I'm talking to you right I haven't signed us up for that yet uh, I'm working on the 24-hour one. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so we are. We are. We are. I can get underneath my belt with that. If I can get a lot of miles uh, underneath my belt, then I could probably do an ultra. We also wanted to. We're, we we want to try. So we're actually. We've now figured out we have to get some sort of device to help us accomplish this, but. B wants to try to use me as a human rep in one of the races on a savage, right? Yeah, because savage is the only one I get my patch. Yeah, so so we found this really cool. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) Joey found uh, Joey McLamory found this really cool like 
contraption that's like a backpack but for humans so like a like adult carrier for adults so I would like be sitting in like a backpack which would would help us be able to accomplish that because to be honest with you I don't know that my shoulders would be able to do it having to hold on to him for a whole, even if it was like three miles, like that's a long time to hold on to another human without legs. <clears throat> I see you making faces back there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then I can put it underneath my belt. I'm the first one to do a rug pack, a rug pack, a rug, a rug like that in the savage. So I just keep doing different things out there. That's all. And then I'd get the experience of being on someone's back during a savage race because savage has always been very intimidating to me. So really the only reason that I was like, what motivated me was, was him to do even do a savage. So I'm excited about trying it. We can get this backpack thing going. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I like how you're like continuing to push yourself and you just want to keep leveling up and one-upping and being the first to do something. Yeah. That's awesome motivation for yourself. Like that's, that's amazing. I got to keep pushing limits. It's the only way you grow. I'll, I'll take care of my 18 year old first. She can push those limits. And then I'll, then hey, I'll I, try. Have an 18, I have an 18 year old too. <laughs> then I'll push my limits. <laughs> no excuses. Hey, I've got an 18 year old and grandbaby. Yeah. There's too much going on this year. I have, I have to tell you, I have to tell you with my two, my two grandbabies were just here for a week and by the time they left, I felt like I just came off of a beast weekend. <laughs> Exhausted. I'm like, I can tell I'm a grandma and not the mommy anymore because <laughs> I am not built for two toddlers. <laughs> That's for sure. That's a beast nope. within itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Two toddlers in a wheelchair. That was a lot. <laughs> Every minute though. <laughs> right. It was good stress. I'll take it any day. <laughs> well, so more Spartan races. You got one this weekend, right? And yep. Done yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah. And then Charlotte. Yep. Mount. And then we have a Jacks, Jacksonville Tough Mudder, Fayetteville Beast Weekend. Um I already said Charlotte, right? Asheville. I feel like I'm missing something. Nope, I think that's it. Then Kilimanjaro. Wow. Yeah, I, then World's Toughest. So you're taking a little bit of a break there in October. <laughs> yeah, about three weeks. <laughs> about three weeks. Oh my gosh. Maybe four weeks. Do World's Toughest. And then December will be the Central Florida Beast. Oh my goodness. I know. I'm tired already. Is it bedtime? <laughs> that makes me tired too. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's a lot of competitions. Lot of <laughs> yeah. um, in order to keep leveling up, we've got to keep doing the work. Yeah. So. Uh, I would definitely make sure like Dawn gets the link for your guys' t-shirts. And if you have a link for your bracelets, um, we can definitely put those in like the show notes and stuff. Um, are you guys still doing like fundraiser for the documentary or where's that at? So, so the documentary actually, um, the first fundraiser that we did, we were able to raise over, um, our goal. So the documentary is taking care of all of the filmmakers and crew and everything is already ready. We have tickets bought, um, these, uh, a bunch of his was paid today. So he's now set in stone that he's, he's going, um, but we still need to raise another about $4,000 um, to finish paying for his trip and to finish paying for the last little bit of mine, which is just a little like visas and the little extra stuff that comes along yeah, and um, tipping porters and stuff like that. Um, once we're there on the ground in, in Tanzania. 
Um, so we still have uh, GoFundMe going um, as well as selling the shirts. And actually all of it is on one link um, that I can Perfect. send. So um, Julie White Wolf from um, Phoenix OCR actually set up a, a web page for us um, so that everything is in one spot. She's so, so amazing. She is. She's amazing. She actually is also who um, uh, helped me and Joey and be um, design the shirts as well. So oh, that's awesome. Really, really excited to to be able to sell those and see people um, supporting our cause. That is so phenomenal. I'm look so looking forward to when you get back in September to hear all about Kilimanjaro and the whole thing. Um, I know a lot of it will be in the documentary, but just to hear like even if it's not on a podcast, just to hear, hear everything that happened. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And we will be, I'm sure we will have tons of stories to share because, you know, this is definitely, I I don't know about you, but this is the the biggest climb metaphorically and physically that I've ever made in my life. I am not a mountain climber. So uh, like really specifically doing this for a purpose. I so wouldn't phenomenal. sign up to do this for fun. <laughs> uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'll probably be the first person to climb that as an above amputee. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that is. <laughs> and who knows? Who knows if, if he's feeling up to it, it might be an above the knee amputee with a paraplegic on his back, and that'd be another first. We'll see how we see how we fare with the altitude. Why do I still see that happening? Because <laughs> sometimes I'll be looking at him on course, like, are you good? And he's like, like, come on, let's go. Let's go. So who knows? We might be able to make that happen depending on how our bodies are faring once we're 19,000 feet. 20,000 feet is the death zone. So we're only 1,000 feet below the death zone. So we'll oh see how our, how our bodies are handling it. But oh my we've goodness. got 10 days. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys will do it. Do it. I think so. Oh, what? I don't think there's anything we can't conquer. I think so. I don't think I've ever heard that come out of your mouth, Erica. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think so. As far as him, I know for a fact we will make it to the top of that mountain. But whether or not I'm on his back is the I think so. Okay. That I makes him sense. To like, I want him to make it back down the mountain with me. Like I can't leave him up there. I'm no. going to need his leg. <laughs> so <laughs> I need that leg. <laughs> I'd rather him live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a, 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 an experience up there, you know, because anything can happen, you know, so you got to be aware aware of the situation that could happen, be ready for anything, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And at the, at the same time, all of us together collectively, not just him and I, but the team of people that are going to be with us, helping us, you know, safety's first. And as long as everybody is healthy and all thumbs up, everything nah. will work out. No matter what, we're going to fucking no matter make what. it to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why we make everybody nervous. Listen, they listen. They they could be up. That be. I mean, realistically, they could be situations that you'd be like, "Damn, man, this can cost me." But you want to make. But it's the only opportunity. Or show people that no matter the situation and it costs you your life, you still made it to the top. Or you can just retrieve. And guess what? Spartans do not retreat, man. I'll fucking lose another leg, but I won't make right. it to the top. Hey, what, it, what does Garfield say? What does Garfield say? Yeah, I better drag say? me to the top. Yeah, I better drag. I don't care if I can't do nothing. You drag me up there. Like I said, I'm fucking making it. That's it. And then the rest Griffith is the Spartan the fuck up. That's what we're going to be saying to each other the whole time. Spartan the fuck up. So that actually, what he just said is exactly why I need him on that mountain with me. Because the times <laughs> no, that I'm talking listen, myself out of it, people. he's there's like, nah, come on. There's going to be people on your team. Listen, this, that's, that's a problem. I know. There's nothing wrong with that. There's people on your team that just don't want you to get hurt or, 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 yes. or do something to harm yourself. And we understand that. But then you got people like me, like, oh, fuck that, man. 
Let's go. Live it up, man. You only got one life. Let's let's give it all. Let's let's leave it all here. We complain at the finish line, but we got to make it somewhere up there. We started. You got to finish. And the, and, and I, know, I, anything that I ever started, I've always came across obstacles that made it difficult. But that just shows you, you know, you ask yourself how bad you want it. What are you willing to give up to get to that to that goal? If you yeah. really want about it, if you want to show somebody or prove something to the world. What do you really? What do you? Re- you gonna sacrifice? How bad something. do you want it? Yeah, you know I'm, I'm not trying to say. Hey, I'm not. And kids, listen up, kids. I'm not trying to say go do some Don't crazy try this shit now. At home. Don't try this at home. But you're talking to two individuals that got second chance, and I, I for some reason, me, I believe I can fucking fly. If I have in my me head too. that I can do something. I'm gonna fucking do it, period. Like, no matter what sacrifice if I have to give or whatever I have. I remember, you know what's crazy? I remember I tripped and, and messed up my ankle on a, on, a, on a Spartan race. And for at least a half a mile, I couldn't walk. I was, you know what? And it was getting dark, mosquitoes are, are fucking me up. I had to crawl. I'm crawling, chilling, crawling. Everybody you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good, I kept crawling until I felt good enough to get back on my two feet and then go ahead one step at a time so you know saying that i'm not saying that that's going to be easy right it's going to be the fucking cold with different yeah. uh, levitate i'm gonna get tired because i went to africa and i was wondering yo why, why am i doing all these tricks and stuff and i feel already tired and i haven't even done nothing for altitude. over five minutes it's because the, the altitude and all that so that's gonna that, that's gonna <clears throat> That's gonna uh, play a, a impact, but you know it's mine. It don't matter at the end of the day. Like, I, like I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not training somewhat for it, but nine out of ten, I never try. I never train for nothing, man. My mind is already trained to conquer whatever I set forward. Because the the, the 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 strongest muscle you got is it's not it's not the outside. It's your fucking brain. So you train that shit, mm-hmm. your body's gonna fucking move, and you're gonna do the body will adapt to anything that that, that it goes through it, whether it's trauma or whatever you put through it. Your body will adapt because that's how amazing the body is. It's a machine. Yeah. So it's the mind that you got to really train because that's where you're battling. You want to take the easy way out, the less resistance. Because our brain oh, defaults, no, 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 our brain defaults yes. to a comfort zone, but that's not the answer. Now, Lisa, you've known me for a few years now. Oh, yeah. How I met my match. That's my teammate right there. He literally is the only other crippled person on the planet that I have met in my 20 years of being a crippled person that literally will match me and say, let's do it, no matter how crazy I, I it is. Try it. Like, like you need to try yeah. it. Like you got to try it by yourself or do it differently than what you've been doing it now because it's not going to be the same. It's, you know what I mean? Like, so it's not like that, that the people is taking away from it, but like, I, I, I know like, they want to protect. Sometimes I feel like they're overprotecting. I come here, man. Fuck them, man. Just do that shit, man. I know you want to do it. Just do it. Do it before you fall. There's okay. times. There's times <laughs> where man. there's other people trying to talk me out of it and be like, "Nah, come on," because he like, knows yeah. I'll I'll do it. And every time I do it, so much better that I did it. I didn't let anybody talk me out of it or talk myself out of it. Yeah, and, and, and I understand why they want to talk because they don't want her to get injured or hurt. But at the same time, man, she needs to live and enjoy her way. You know, don't use yeah. her disability has all feeling like she can't do it or feel sorry for her. I don't ever feel sorry for her. I'm gonna go, go do, he man, never feels sorry man. for me. Figure it out. I'm he, like, yo, go figure he it tells out. Me. I mean, you got to do it, you do it. That's it. He tells so, me nobody wants to hear your sad story, Erica. Uh, That's what he says to me. <laughs> Wait, nobody cares about your sad story. Nobody cares about your sad story. Do your thing. You know, do it the way you need to do it for, but but yes. do it. That's all. Yes, yes. And that's 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 the epitome in my mind of a teammate. If somebody that's going to push me when I don't want to push for myself anymore, and vice versa. When when he's ready to quit, when he's in pain, when he's hurting, I'm like, nah, come on. Your mama didn't raise a quitter. We didn't start this to quit. We have to finish it. We got to finish. It'd be rough out there, you know? Like, yeah, it's, just, it's a cold, hard world. Suffer. Everybody's suffering through their own pain. You know, like my, my shit, once I put my leg, my the other leg on, it's like, I just want to get in and get out. 
that shit starts bothering me and it starts, you know, it's like I, I put myself through suffering, you know, but it makes you tough. You see at us the at the, yeah, you see us at the end of the race and we don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> I just want to sit anybody. down, take my leg off and just, you know, rest. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, everybody, everybody go through through something. You know, it's not easy for everybody. Everybody got their own issues. Mm-hmm. So, but I just try once I once I started. Attitude I is everything, though. In and out, in and out man. I ain't trying to be there playing all day, you know. Right. Get in and do our mission. We gonna climb the top of this mountain. Yeah, you know, one step at a time. That's it. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. In Swahili, they're gonna tell us "poli poli." That means slowly, slowly, because that's the safest way for us with altitude. So slowly, we're gonna make it up that mountain. Oh yeah. You know, I just you know, let's make it, make it up, and make it down. You don't want that smoke though. No, you can't go fast up there. I know. So we have an idea in Charlotte because it's just two sprints. In Florida, we had a, a another wheelchair athlete out with us who ended up getting overheated and had to be taken off of course. So we had an empty wheelchair and uh, B got to feel what it was like from my point of view and what it's like from the chair. He was like, man, this is what I've been missing the whole time. So now (laughs) Charlotte, because it's two sprints, one of the days in Charlotte, he's actually going to do the whole race in the chair without a prosthetic. So he can see what it's like to do it like me. And he's going to get that smoke because I'm going to make sure I have the people on my chair and the strongest people on the team. And I'm going to beat him over that fire jump. (laughs) You want that that smoke, huh, B? (laughs) Look, look. (laughs) He's just mad because he got got Uh, smoked last time. Okay, he smoked me last time. <laughs> Next That's time, though, issue. I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be ready. And I only have, and I only had, only had, only had, you know, the, the guys. You know, she had a whole more, more people than I did. So that makes a difference. And she's lighter. You know, my car was heavy. All that. <laughs> the look on your face, Erica. <laughs> as we're on the same team but we compete too (laughs) that's good though that's healthy competition (laughs) he's gonna get that smoke in charlotte (laughs) and dust off my tires (laughs) what you say now you're gonna have to like set up just before the fire jump and do a drag race to see who makes it over quickest. <laughs> Most definitely. Wait till we get a flat over. face. I'm going over the fire. I'm going right through the fire. That's a difference. Well, she's waiting. That might. While you're there waiting to do whatever you gotta do, a jump, whatever. I'll, okay. I'm going through that shit. We'll make a hole right through that shit. I'm gonna have my, my guys. Just, just, just go through that. <laughs> Jump in right. while I'm in the wheelchair. We're gonna, you know what I'm saying? That's it. No, no, no exit or nothing. We're just going through that. It's pretty easy to go through. I should know. I've tripped over the fire a few times. I seen somebody <laughs> trip over the fire. That's crazy. I'm like, damn man. And they caught it on picture on uh, on the on the spine. And and it, it was one of our team members. I don't know her name. But- yeah, I was like, damn, man, I feel so sorry for you. She's just you like raising see- her hand. <laughs> yeah, you, you can see the whole, all the motions. Like, sparring, man, that was good for that picture because that caught all the motion of her falling to the fire. Like, damn, man, she that was get the most perfect. epic fire jump picture. <laughs> oh my God. It's like that she, she got, she had to cause herself a fire. She had to get at least first or second to be burned. So, some, somewhere in her leg. No, but it depends. It depends. Like if your legs are wet or your clothing's wet, I know because I've experienced it. I- I've tripped over the fire and taken the log with me. No burns. <laughs> no burns. Because your pants were wet. You're good. Exactly. You're good. That dunk wall got you. <laughs> There's one. That's it. That person did the dunk wall. That's that's it. That person did. Imagine they didn't do no dunk wall and oh. they do nothing. Oh. Oh. 
there was one year in Washougal that um, we didn't have an actual fire jump because there was a bird ban going on. So they dug like a huge pit of just muddy water and you had to go up this hill and you had to like jump into the water to get out. I tripped at the top of the hill and there's like pictures my finishing pictures of me is like falling into the water and there's like <laughs> multiple of them so I, I know what that's like that was Lisa. <laughs> see I always get gracefully carried over like a princess over the jump <laughs> no I gotta I got be careful that I, I don't want to trip I know we've done tripped and call myself yeah no none of that none of that, that. Yeah. <laughs> i go to the, i go to the very end and i do my little baby hop and go on by my bases. yeah because over at the end it's not it's not built up as high no. as, so he can kind of hop over the little you know rather than the middle of it where it's built up <clears throat> yeah i usually go to the side i just need more practice on, on on running over something high you know like i just haven't practiced enough we oh, gotta make build you a little jump to practice on. You know, a little, 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 some hay or something. But yeah, I don't yeah. To jump through the middle without a problem, but I, I, I'm scared to fall. And I know I'm already fucked up and injured, so I ain't trying to get myself more. I know. More I need you to out. save that other leg for me. We no, only got one. No, like my shoulder. My shoulder is the my priority. That too. Yeah, my I need my shoulders. So we both got, we both have bad shoulders. He's only got one leg. I got no leg. What's your excuse? You know? No. What's your excuse? That's our new hashtag. One leg and no legs. They're going to think the other person has no legs. I know. I have legs. They just don't work. Oh. Crazy cripples. Yeah. Every time every time you say no legs, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Kids from like back in the day. Yeah. Like yes. Every time yes. you say no legs, I can hear that kid running around going around singing, I have no legs. I have yes. no legs. Yes, that's where I got that from. <laughs> every time. <laughs> I was trying to be laughing like that. But I was so funny. I can envision it. I can envision that little kid. John's going to have a blast editing this one. Oh, he is. He is. (laughs) I got to, I have to find that movie for my daughter because she posted a picture of one of her favorite singing singing people i don't know and the cover the album cover was like the cover for the movie kids it was just a little bit different and dawn's like you need to watch kids so i gotta find that movie so she can watch it and she'll understand like that reference let me hang up and see if i can find it too because if i have one of my things she can log into one of my things oh perfect watch it yeah Yeah, yeah, I can't. Every time you say that, it just like in my head, it's in the background. <laughs> can you can you can you see? Can you see it again? Oh yeah, I can see like I can see the part in the movie in my head. No, no, no. Just, can, like, can you see? Can, can you do it again? Can you see it again? Oh, I got no oh, legs. I have no legs. <laughs> I have no legs. <laughs> I can envision the little the little bird. Oh, it's chair like that. When we oh hang up, B, I'm gonna find a clip on YouTube and send it to you. What <laughs> movie she's talking about? I know exactly what part she's talking about too. <laughs> See, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I'm gonna find a clip and send it to him too. Oh, perfect, perfect. Oh my god, it's gotta gosh, be on YouTube god. somewhere. Oh, I hope it's so. so. I would funny. so. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I made my day. <laughs> Last for like an hour. <laughs> oh. Oh, I probably should wrap this up because why is it Erica every every time? Every time, me and you. It's over an hour. Every time. 
it's it. We just have good conversation. <laughs> we do. We do. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> we do. So where can everybody find you guys on social media? So all of my stuff is Erica Bogan. Uh, my name is E-R-I-K-A-B-O-G-A-N. I'm super, super easy to find. And then B is One Leg Beast. One Leg Beast. And he's got... That's on Instagram. And then if anybody has TikTok, it's the same thing. One Leg Beast 86. And it's not with the one. It's not with the number one. You spell out the whole thing. Yeah, and on Facebook, he now has a athlete page too. That's just one leg beast. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and of course, more hearts and scars. You can always find us on more hearts and scars pages. Somebody's bound to have tagged us for something. Yes, agreed. (laughs) I've seen the tags. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I cannot wait to see what all you guys accomplish this year from the normal sport and Spartan races and tough mutters to Kilimanjaro and world's toughest. I know you're still kind of digesting that there. One leg beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. but, but thank you guys so much for being on. I absolutely have had a blast talking to you guys and I can't wait. You're welcome. Can't wait to talk to you guys later. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lisa. You guys are amazing. We love the Beastnet family. (laughs) Love you guys too. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Beastnet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like, and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. (laughs) 